We hear in the Gospel of Luke, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Come join us today on the way. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to On the Way with DJ. I'd like to talk about today um, on this podcast, on this episode for this week, grief during the holidays. I'm recording this um, podcast on December 13th, which is a couple weeks before Christmas, the celebration of Christmas. And I'd like to talk a little bit tonight or today about grief during the holidays. Managing grief during the holidays is a very common experience that all of us at one point in our lives are going to have to go through. Uh, When any any of us experience a death, whether it's the death of a friend, a death of someone close to us like a spouse or a child or a parent or someone who had a great influence on our life, When we come together and we talk about that grief, there's always the year of the first. And the year of the first basically is, after the death occurs, we have the year of the first birthday. We have the year of the first Christmas, the first Thanksgiving, the first Easter. All of those firsts that occur during that time that where our loved one is absent physically from us. And it's really exacerbated, I think, sometimes during the holiday season that we have or we will experience that first holiday without our loved one. And even though we might be grieving in a good way and we might be grieving in such a way where we're doing things healthy and we're doing things, I don't want to say the right way, but doing things the way that they should be doing or be done during this process, I think that the holidays can kind of almost many times bring us back to ground zero. I remember myself, the first holiday season or the first Christmas that I experienced without my father. My father died on September 24th. And so it was almost right away that we were experiencing the holiday season, the Thanksgiving and the Christmas without him. And I remember that even though I was grieving, I thought, like I said, in a pretty good way, there came a time when we were sitting and we were thinking about how my father wasn't there for that particular Christmas. And we started talking about how some of the, some of the things and some of the memories from my childhood. And I remember getting very sad and very melancholy at that time because we my dad wasn't physically with us so holiday season really like i think like i said kind of exacerbates the grief process but before we talk about some specific things as far as the actual grief process during the holidays i think that it's a good idea to kind of review what i like to call the bill of rights for those who are grieving And they kind of tie into many of the things that people experience during the holiday season, during their grief during the holiday season. So 
So the first one, the first Bill of Right, or the first right that you have as a grieving person is to experience your own grief. And that is different from, your grief is different than that from others. So even within your own family. So for example, if you have a spouse and you're grieving the loss of a parent or grieving the loss of a child, it's important to remember that that grieving process might be different for either of the spouses. It might be different for the husband, might be different for the wife. So it's important to realize that you have the right to experience your own grief. The other thing that you have a right to is to talk about your grief. And to talk about your grief in a comfortable, safe environment with someone who is going to listen to you someone who will take the time to actively listen to you and to really be able to, so that you can really talk about the, the process that you're going through. Another thing that's kind of tied to that talking about grief is the right to feel a multitude of emotions. And those emotions are really going to come out during the holiday season. So you might be happy one moment because we're in the celebration of Christmas but then there might be a time where that happiness can turn to sadness almost on the drop of a dime. And so it's important to remember that you have this multitude of emotions during this time. And so again, to find someone who is going to listen to you. The other right that you have is to experience grief attacks. So we talk about panic attacks, but there are such things, I think, as grief attacks, especially during this season. So again, the grief is going to surface. It might bubble over. It might be something that is accumulating over a number of days. And all of a sudden, you have this grief attack where you almost feel incapacitated, where you're unable to do anything, maybe even get out of bed that morning. So that grief attack is something that is very, very real, and you have the right to experience those things. You have a right to search for meaning in your loss. You have a right to treasure the memories that you have of your loved one. And you have a right, I think as well, to struggle with your relationship with God. When we experience a loss, one of the first things that many people do is go to God and say, why are you putting me through this? Or why did this person have to die? Um, and it's important to remember that God doesn't cause people to die. We are, we are finite beings. We are someone who is going to, all of us are going to die one, one day. Um, so we have to remember that it's not God causing us to die. That is something that is just part of the human condition. But it's natural to want to make sense of a death. And many times you turn to that relationship that you have with God and you say, you know, God, why did you cause this to happen? Or God, why is this happening to me at this particular time? The flip side of that is a lot of times people will turn to God and they will make use of the ritual. They'll make use of the funeral rites of the church. They will make use of prayer. They'll make use of the many things that they have built up over the years in their relationship with God to kind of help them through. And so I, that's why I think it's, it's vital, even though it doesn't happen very often nowadays, 
but it's vital that people have a very strong relationship with God. When you have a strong relationship with God, a strong faith life, grieving is going to be much, much easier because you're going to be able to say that you are loved and you're graced by God and that you're able to look for the blessings that that person gave you in this life and that you're also looking ahead. You're looking ahead that this person hopefully is one day going to share eternal life with God. And then the final right that you have is that you have the right to be healed. In other words, you have the right to go through the grief process and you have the right to kind of come out on the other side, so to speak. You have a right to be healed and you have a right to create that new normal for yourself. And so you have to remember that you have those rights, that that is so, so important. So next what I'd like to do is I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about some of the particular struggles that we might have during the holidays when we talk about holiday grief. You know, the holidays for people who are grieving are certainly a season of opposites. You know, there's happiness in the air. You know, we're putting up our trees and we're putting up decorations around our house and we're going and we're shopping for presents and we're anticipating a wonderful meal on Christmas Day and we're doing all of those things. And so happiness and joy is in the air. You know, it moves from, you know, we move from Thanksgiving right into the Advent season and we go ahead and we prepare for the coming of Jesus, but we also are preparing, you know, our houses, we're preparing our our, our lives for this coming as well. And so it becomes a season to celebrate. And so for people who are grieving, it is certainly a season of opposites because they might not feel that happiness. They might not feel that joy that is kind of all the, permeating the air around us. And so we might feel sadness. We might feel and that sadness, you know, can, can permeate our lives and we can look and we can see death and we can see coldness, especially if we live in a climate where it gets very cold. You know, we can see all the leaves that have fallen off the trees and we can see the coldness in the air and the snow and all of those things. And that can bring a sense of sadness to our lives as well. So it is a season of opposites. And so in many ways, too, when we talk about this sadness, we talk about the fact that we are mourning, and we are mourning not only the death of our loved one, but we're also mourning what will never be again. We're mourning the times that you know we spent together, and we're mourning and wishing that those times could be recreated, that those, times that, those are times that we could have again. And many times that can't be, um, because our loved one has physically left us. And so we are mourning what will never be again as well. And then there are other some there are other realities. You know, there are other particular struggles that we might have um, during the holiday season. And and some of those might be, you know, simply when we sit down for the Christmas dinner, we see an empty place at the dinner table, or when we you know look at our family makeup and. You know, you know, we might have a tradition of when all of our families get together and we celebrate Christmas together and we have a wonderful meal and all those different types of things. Well, when we experience the death of a loved one, the makeup of our family is kind of shuffled a little bit. 
it shuffled and, and it's not the same as it used to be. And then even the, the practicality of making gift lists, you know, we love to give presents and we love to receive presents. Well, when our loved one is gone, when our loved one has died and has physically left us, those gift lists might be very, very hard to make. So those are the particular struggles. And so what can we do to make the struggles maybe a little bit easier? So the first thing that I'd like to kind of talk about is our expectations. You know, we all have this high, this idea of the wonderful life type of Christmas, where we have a perfect season, a perfect holiday season for us. And we always try to, try to recreate that. And I think that that's a good thing in many ways, because it kind of motivates us and it kind of maybe at times makes us look past some of the differences that we might have within our families. And so we all want to try to make that perfect holiday, that perfect Christmas. And in reality, in reality, it's not perfect. And so maybe, especially when we've experienced the loss of someone, maybe what we need to do is lower our expectations a little bit. Because the expectations, the expectations of perfection, the expectations of creating this perfect holiday, you know, might bring out pain and it might bring out frustration not only for ourselves, but for the people that are around us. And so what we need to do when we lower our expectations is we need to be kind and we need to be gentle, most especially with ourselves. We need to be kind and gentle with ourselves. In other words, we need to tolerate and the emotions that we might be feeling. And maybe we need to decide instead of doing an all-out Christmas celebration where we bring out all the decorations and we have the big huge meal, maybe deciding on one or two things that are important to you for this holiday season and work on accomplishing just those one or two things. And then things can be added back as the years progress and as you're in a better place in the grief process. The other thing, the next thing that we need to do or we could do is we need to listen to ourselves. We need to listen not only to ourselves and what we express in our actions and in our words, but kind of what's going on inside of us as well. And we need to be attentive to the needs of the people that are close to us. So we need to tell them, especially when we're going through the grieving process, we need to tell people both in our families and within our friend circles and all those different types of things, about how we want to spend this first holiday. And we need to be honest with them. So if we don't want to go to many parties, if we don't want to have a big, huge blowout meal, if we don't want to decorate the house from head to toe with decorations, that that's something that we need to express and we need to be able to show people and tell people about that. And then, you know, the other thing, too, is that we need to encourage other people within our family to share their feelings as well, um, especially when we comes to men. Men sometimes kind of keep our, our feelings reserved in ourselves. And so we might need to be in a place where we might need to be encouraged to share some of those feelings. So I kind of mentioned this a few minutes ago, but knowing our limits, you know, there is no need, especially during this this first holiday without your loved one, to accept every invitation that you receive. So we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves physically, 
by eating and exercising, but we also need to take care of ourselves by spiritually and emotionally by praying or seeing our spiritual director or, or different types of things, going to mass, going to reconciliation, doing those types of things to kind of take care of ourselves both physically and spiritually. And I kind of mentioned this when we were talking about the rights, but it's okay to say to yourself that it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel that, you know, sadness, and it's okay to cry, and it's okay to go through this time of sadness. Because, again, sadness and tears, I think, is so important in the grieving process because it shows the depth of someone's love. But on the flip side of all of this, is that we really shouldn't deny ourselves some of the pleasures of the season. Your loved one, the loved one that has left you, would certainly want you to be happy. And so, not that you have to go all out, but your loved one would want to see you happy. And so doing that one or two things and then adding some things back over the course of time might be a good thing. Another thing that we can do is maybe adapt some of the traditions that we have. So by that I mean, what we can do is we can say, instead of buying the loved one a gift, maybe we buy something that they would have liked and then give it to charity or maybe give it to someone else that you know would have appreciated it. Maybe someone within the family. You know, so for example, if you were going to buy Uh, you know, your father, um, a a new power tool, let's say, for example, like a new drill or something like that. Well, maybe a a thing to do would be to say, okay, you know, I can't give this drill to my father because he has passed, but I can give it to my son. I can give it to my son to kind of help him, to help my father's grandson begin working with power tools, you know. So that would be an example of, again, giving something to someone that you know would have appreciated it. Another great thing, another, you know, way to adapt some of the traditions that we have, especially if you're alone in your grief, if you're, if you don't have family or family lives far away, is possibly look for an opportunity to volunteer. Maybe volunteer at a soup kitchen, maybe stop by a nursing home or an extended care facility or something like that so that you can also you can talk to the residents and you can kind of talk with them and 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 give them company during this time and we can certainly instead of focusing on the commercial and the secular part aspects of the holidays we can turn to our religious faith we can turn to our spiritual faith and this is certainly a way of connecting with our loved one who is now resting, hopefully, we think, in God's care. I'd like to conclude with some other practical things that you can do during the holidays as you grieve. So the first thing is that, instead, like I said, instead of remembering your loved one, we can honor them. And we can make their lives fuller and better and more meaningful by doing something in their name. So again, this also connects us with God, even in our sadness. But instead of remembering our loved one, we can honor them. And many times that might be a donation in their name. Maybe having a mass said for them. Maybe creating some ornaments and giving them to family and friends. 
maybe having a holiday wreath and kind of saying, okay, this holiday wreath is going to be representative of our loved one. And in some families like this and some families don't, you know, setting the place at the table for your loved one. Um, and then when you're gathered for the, your Christmas meal, is to go around and kind of share stories about your loved one. Sharing stories, especially with the younger younger children that might not have known your loved one as well. Um, and then, you know, another thing that you could do in a very practical way is send thank you notes. Send Christmas cards to people who were special to you when your loved one was sick or your loved one was dying or you know and including people like caregivers and even doctors and nurses and you know clergy and, and people that kind of helped along the way and sending those thank you notes to kind of help them in their grief but also to kind of show that you know this person was special to you and you're sharing another aspect of their lives with someone else and then you know give someone an item in that belonged to your loved one you know um, I know that, for example, you know, I, I, at one point in time, it wasn't necessarily during the holiday season, but I gave um, the rosary that my great-grandmother used to pray all the time, I gave that to my granddaughter as a special, you know, a special way of connecting her to the people that had gone before us. And, you know, do something in honor of your loved one, you know, so during the year. So give blood or volunteer. And then finally, uh, a great way that we can go about kind of processing the feelings that we are going through during this time, during this holiday time, is to possibly journal. And then to turn those journals or give those journals to someone in your family so that they can look at them and they can also share in some of the writings that you have had. So grieving during the holidays is a very, very difficult thing. And... I know that for many of us, you know, like I said in the beginning, all of us are going to have to experience this at one point in time. And so hopefully by this podcast today, I've given you some pointers. I've kind of showed you that it's okay to grieve and grief has no timetable. So even though you might have felt that maybe the grief has subsided a little bit and you're getting it to be in a better place and the holidays bring all that up again, that's okay. So I always say again, to kind of be easy on yourself, to say that it's okay to feel sad and it's okay to kind of be easy on yourself so that you can, again, go through that sadness and go through those tears and then hopefully in one day to come out in a joyful way. And so again, um, I, I wanna thank you for being with us today on this podcast, On The Way With DJ. And again, during this holiday season, may all of you have a merry, merry Christmas, a blessed new year, as we welcome the Lord and Savior into our lives once again, and that we also look to one day where we will be reunited with him in the joys of heaven. And so may God hold each of you in the palm of his hand.